What's up? Welcome to episode 96 of Combos in the Pedicab. Uh, we're doing things a little differently. We're, um, we got the GoPro. What's your name? Jesse. We got my, my uh, new friend Jesse. He's filming things with the GoPro. I bought my um, transvaccinated t-shirt. It's available on all seven genders. But anyway, it's a, it's a small it's a bigotry, but uh, I digress. Um, we're, you know, we're back with the founders of this. We got Kingsley Edwards. We got Aaron Edwards. You know, um, We're excited. I'm excited to be here. This is an awesome event. We're pro- it's like Like last year, we had a, a smaller budget, uh, but it was still a great event. We had like 300 people last year. This year, I think we have like 700 to 800 plus people. Because it's, it's longer, right? There's more days of it, right? There There's are more days. days. We had more last year. We threw it together in 60 days, and so there wasn't very much time for promotion. But, uh, this year, obviously, we, we took more time out to, uh, to make it right. But no, um, and then the entry fee is what, like 100 bucks? Yeah, super, super affordable. 100 dollars per vehicle. So you can come in your clown car with eight people or whatever you want to do. A lot of people packing people into RVs, or trailers. Or something like that. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got a, a big bus right there. So whether it's a clown car, a tiny home, or a big bus like that, it's a hundred bucks. But I think last year we threw it for about twenty-five thousand, I'd say. And then this year, I don't know. It's we haven't we haven't done the, the full numbers yet, but probably double that to like triple that. So you probably you spent fifty to seventy k. Yeah. No, last year. Last no, year. No, last year was like twenty-five. I said. That was our budget. No, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Dan, okay. So do y'all make, like, just questioning, do you guys make money from this, or is this kind of like a business expense to, like, help promote the app right now? Last year was, we were definitely in the black. Uh, this no, year, no, in the red. In the red. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, this year, uh, but not, not too much, though. It was close last year. We just, we bought too much merch. Uh, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but this yeah. year, uh, we did make a little bit of money just on the sponsor side of things. Yeah. Uh, nice that so many people really wanted to help us make this event successful yeah um, shout out to pre-search nexus 
uh, above phone. Who else? I mean, there are so many. Exit so and build. Many. Yeah, there's so many sponsors. Please, uh, you know, we you have. Can go a, to floatfest.com to and, see our list of sponsors. And the great thing about our sponsors too is that they're all like they're part of this community. They're not just trying. It's not like World Economic Forum coming out <laughs> and trying to. Uh, yeah, to, it's you like know, Pirate Chain, yeah. uh, Bitcoin Ben, and Calix Solutions. Yeah. He sponsored. Um, so there's, you know. There was, we had a lot of help throwing this event, and we're very grateful for it. But yeah, we, okay. we and you know, with ticket sales, we did make uh, a little bit of extra extra money. Yeah. Nah, well, that's good because I, I like this app, right? Like, I think that um, you know, there's a big problem. There's a big like overreaching problem <laughs> with like how social media is, yeah. and how monopolistic it is, and how you know. Yeah, okay, Elon Musk is, uh, you know, he's got, he owns Twitter now, so we're gonna get free speech again. Like, I don't buy that. When, when you have a monopolistic control over um, over discourse, you'll never really get free speech. The only way you can ever get free speech is to have, you know, um, a never-ending set of platforms that you can go to. So you want these, like, like, like you want these platforms to be successful. Right, yeah. it's the free market. And, we, and, and our focus at Float is really to make our platform interoperable with a lot of these other free speech type platforms, and even even the big tech ones. But we, ultimately, we would just want Float to be an easy to use communication and broadcasting tool <laughs> to be able to you know use a social network and get your message out there. Because as we've seen in the past two years now, it's just crazy how uh, how bad the censorship is on all these big tech platforms. And we're just here to you know stand up to that. And just say, yeah. It is really bad. So um. You guys have developed some pretty cool relationships. Like I saw you on Owen Shore's show when they they threw you guys off the app, right? Like Float, Google, uh, yeah. like Google, Google did, threw yeah. Float, the actual app off of Google. Yeah. Google Play, yeah. And, and so you're not able to even download that app anymore, still, right? right? Correct. So how do you? So you can't download an app at all. Uh, you can't download this app. You have to actually go on the website. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know a lot of. Especially iPhone people, they, they find that hard. <laughs> but yeah, you just go to joinfloat.com or float.app or something. Dot app, yep. But, but, but then when you, when you don't have an app, like it makes it a lot harder to like sync videos and it creates more bugs and unnecessary. It's like deliberately they're trying to create unnecessary <laughs> shit for you guys to do because they don't want. So the future of apps in general is actually progressive web apps. And so that's actually what we're focused on. And a progressive web app <laughs> is basically already integrated into all Chromium type browsers. Google Chrome is actually open source. So anybody can take that technology and create their own browser. So you have Brave, who's done that. Yeah, uh, I use Opera, Brave, yeah. Even Microsoft Edge is using Chromium technology. Progressive Web Apps basically takes that that website and turns it into an app. So with Float, we recommend people they install our web app. Um, you can use the browser; any browser will work. But if you install the web app, it basically it acts like as, as a as a app. But how do you install a web app though for an iPhone? You just you go to uh, the you go to joinfloat.com. Add to my browser. And then you add no add to my home screen. Add to my home screen. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That, okay. that I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at that after yeah. we do something. And there's a, there's a benefit to it too because you don't have to, you know, like you log on to your phone every day and you see like <laughs> 50, 50 apps need to be updated or whatever. And, uh, and with web apps, what's up? Hold on. Hey, do you guys want a shirt? <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, keep, keep going. I'm just like trying to multitask. Okay. <laughs> All right, so yeah. We're selling shirts here, folks. We're vending. Yeah, yeah, we have tons of vendors. Um, but so with a web app, it's uh, what was I saying? Oh, you, so you don't have to update your your app. Right. So every time that you visit the the web app, it's yeah. it's the newest version of of the, the website or the, the application itself. So that's that's one of the big uh, you know. So do you think like the use of like Web three and this new technology? Do you think you'll be able to like circumvent like Google Play and actually just still say, hey, you know, fuck you guys, we're installing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And yeah. how'd that technology work? 
if you know. Uh, how will that? Oh, like the that, Web3 without... technology, like could Web3 technology be used to circumvent oh, um, yeah. things like like monopolies like Google from oh. stopping you stopping competition? Yeah. Oh, oh, how could oh how could Web3 be used to stop competition? No, <laughs> if, if that can, right? It, no, it's, that's the whole point of Web3. It's supposed to be uncensorable and stop. That's what I mean, though. Like, like, but like Google could stop you from just getting having home. the app in the Play Store. So would yeah. Web3 be able to like circumvent yeah. that and have you say, well, we're installing our app in a different. We can install our app in a different Play Store. Yeah. So you can do that with like F-Droid, there are other marketplaces. I'd like to integrate apps actually as a plugin. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean the technology is here, so it's just a matter of looking at what's available and utilizing what's the, to the best benefit of your members. Because that's interesting stuff, right? Like, cause I think that I'm not like an expert on cryptocurrency. I, I um, understand we need sound money. I understand the tangible value of Bitcoin and why it's valuable and it's a pretty easy thing to understand. It's a pretty thing, easy thing to understand. Like you spend like 40 hours learning about it, you can, you can You'll never, you can, you can oh it. yeah, you can grasp it. Like you don't have to be super intelligent to like really get its value, right? Like yeah. any anybody can understand this, right? But there are a lot of other tokens that, you know, you really got to go dive into. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I I do think that one day you're gonna have like a token that allows you to build uh, to tell like basically circumvent big tech censorship. Um, by installing apps that they don't want you to install. Well, we're gonna be launching the float token next week, so we're really excited about that, and that's gonna be one of those. Okay, what does that? What, is, what does that do then? What, what is the utility value of the float token? So with float token, <coughs> you actually—it's kind of like Bitcoin. So it's actually modeled after Bitcoin. There's only 21 million, All right. and you can earn float token by—you basically you're like mining float token by the engagement that you receive on our social network flow. So your engagement will basically earn you because you're providing value to the network. So you'll be earning uh, tokens on, on float with float token, That's and you'll be able to transact in it. It's reason the Polygon network. Sorry to interrupt you, but reason Polygon network. So it's uh, basically free, so less than a penny to transact, very fast, and uh, and yeah, we're really excited about that. So there's like a literal financial incentive to do this. Um, but I so if I start posting like four times a day on float, like how do I get how do I get the float token? Do I get it sent to me? Do I have to set up an account? Like what do I got to do? It'll automatically uh, you can so you can connect the wallet onto your onto float, and so it'll go directly. It'll be dropped directly into your wallet. And we're actually I've said this on a, <laughs> a couple of podcasts so far, but um, but it's still not out there yet. We haven't done any official announcements yet. But we're actually taking the previous engagement that other uh, other people and supporters have done on float. And we're going to be tallying that up and doing a large token airdrop, uh, probably like five hundred thousand to a million dollars worth of float tokens, and sending it out to uh, those uh, float users. Well, let me know, dude. I'm excited. Yeah. I want some float tokens. That sounds. Oh, yeah. That sounds. That sounds great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and to be able to. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's a that's a really good um. I think way to incentivize people to just. Yeah. It's like post to earn. Yeah. 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 And I mean, look, right now it's not like you could. Um, really use float tokens outside of the float community. Mm -hmm. But if you're getting people who are, if you're getting the crypto community onto float, right. then you will be able to in five years hodl float tokens. It's like hodling Bitcoin in 2010. Exactly. No, I, I um, truly believe that. And I mean, look at all, we have all these vendors here. There's so many small businesses or uh, sole proprietors on float that, uh, that are interested in float token. And, uh, and just imagine just the, the network effects of a social network and cryptocurrency combined. I mean, it's really just a no-brainer. Imagine if Facebook launched a token so in So what are you guys doing to like expand the outreach? Uh, mostly we just do podcasts like with people like you. We may okay. be doing some paid advertisement here in the future. But yeah, uh, but yeah uh, mostly we just like talking with content creators because that's where we learn the most about what we need to build. Yep. Uh, we get a good feel for our community. 
and we're gonna we just get a joint, kind of, a joint float billboard on the back of your pedicab. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited yeah, about that. that. I, I want to do that. That'd be really good. I think Austin's like such a big tech hub that people would definitely have their questions and I'd be like, well, what is Float? It's a free decentralized social media app where nothing gets censored in any capacity and they have their own, um, they have their own <laughs> tokens that they're mining that are equivalent to Bitcoin. And so you literally can earn money you could literally earn earn money by posting on this app. Yeah. And it's new, so it'll be like, it could potentially be like buying Bitcoin in 2010. Yeah. And if it's not, then who cares? You just posted an app and you got something. Like, yeah, it's not exactly. like you really lost any lost that many. Right, right. right. Um, so high risk. I mean, high high reward, no risk, right? right. Uh, or low low risk, high reward. Um, you know what I think is a good idea? Like, go to like you're right by like Marble Falls High School and stuff, right? Yeah. And most of these kids, you know, um, they just start using social media, right? Or, or a lot of, especially like today's high school kids, like people think, oh, the kids are all wrong, gonna get brainwashed and become super left and ultra liberal because they're wearing masks all day. And I'm like, yeah, maybe in Austin, maybe in maybe in some of these big cities, but I think in like places like Marble Falls, yeah, you know, or in, in Burnett or anywhere else, it's gonna be the opposite. You're probably gonna get a generation of kids that are like super liberty and free speech oriented. And so you could theoretically go to those high schools, talk to some of the teachers there, and just say, hey, we got this platform. Is it okay if we could like onboard some of the kids onto like? using this platform for when they graduate. Yeah, yeah, not a bad idea. We, uh, I'd, I'd rather uh, focus on maybe colleges because we, we did change our terms of service for floats so that it's, uh, it was 18. at 13, but now it's at 18. Okay. But colleges would be, would colleges, be good. Okay, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. I mean, UT would be tough. I mean, Texas State, I think, would be a good school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, UT is, yeah, gonna be hard. Texas State, Texas State would be good. Um, I mean, I think like, when I think a good idea would be, I saw like a thing where, it was either, either at like a bookstore or a coffee shop. I saw a bunch of float passes. Oh, really? Yeah, I think oh, it was like an Alex's thing where there was like some um, stuff. But like, oh, right. Yeah, I mean, you can go to like the coffee shop in Marble Falls. You could just put float stickers right yeah. there and get people to like yeah. onboard people onto that float, onto, uh, onto float. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to paint Texas float, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or uh, you know, you go to like the city council meetings and try to like onboard people to actually use so I, I wanted to do, because I know you've been doing it too, I saw your video of going to city council. So I wanted to talk to Alex Snyder, maybe you'd be up for it, and get one of you guys to talk about how we need free speech and how people are downloading Float and they, they we got to stop them from downloading Float and all this kind of stuff at city council. I think that would be a good one. Yeah, yeah we, we, need, we have a monopoly on Twitter. Yeah, I think that would actually be fun. Um, I, I think another thing that would be cool too is if you reach out to people like Alex Snyder and just pay them to use float like yeah. like hey we need you to like you know you're blowing up you represent everything that we want mm -hmm. you stand for everything we want this, this company to represent um what can we do to like how can we incentivize you to use and post on this app to be an ambassador for flow because that guy he's got a hundred thousand followers right off the bat his brand is growing expeditiously okay well um imagine if you got a whole squad of people um to just leave twitter and say we're going to float yeah imagine if you get those people to say we're going to try we're going to post on float imagine they start getting float tokens imagine like all these possibilities absolutely well we imagine all the time and it's uh you know it's 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 quite a difference from imagining to execution but we are you know we're on a good path right now and, and really this year is our year to, uh, to especially after this event we have so many things uh on our roadmap yeah that we're gonna be so, so so let me let me ask that like um do you feel for do you ever like feel frustrated that you sometimes you get like lip service from these people without action sometimes uh, but yeah, at the end of the day i think it's it takes time to grow a brand and to grow a business and so you know i just think we just have to be patient and we're it's kind of like 
we're, we're gearing up to be our best selves. And I'd yeah. rather grow a little bit under the radar um, than immediately just get... A know. bunch of following, right, because it gives you time to work out the kinks and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. And you get loyal, and you'll get like loyal followers versus people that just bandwagon hop. Like, you don't want this to be truth social, right? You don't want this yeah. to be parlor where everyone's hyped on it and then they just leave right away. Right. Um, so it is good to grow it slowly. Um, so, but like, Owen Shore and like you were on Owen's show, right? Like, we were. Did Owen tell, talk about wanting to join Float at all? Yeah. Yeah, InfoWars is on Info Float. Yeah, they, but like individual actually, accounts or not. Right, yeah, yeah we still got to do that. Uh, we'll get him. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Uh, we wanted to get him out to Float Fest, but I'm a good guy. He can't leave uh, Austin. Oh, because of his court stuff, yeah. yeah some sort of but the only person that made it was Michael, right? Like, nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else made it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, no one else from InfoWars made it aside from like Mike, aside from Michael, and that was it. And like, Float is what InfoWars was like in 2008. This is an embodiment of what InfoWars <laughs> actually was about, and it's like kind of wild that you don't see a bunch of InfoWars reporters showing up here and supporting what their company is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah but that's like, on us. That's on us. So you know, InfoWars is huge right now. So, but we're we're working our way. We just moved from Vegas uh, last year, and now we're building community here in Texas. So it's just a matter of us networking, making the right connections, making those relationships, and that's what Aaron's so great at. Yeah. And then uh, you know, it, it will come yep. in due time. Um. So do you? Well, how do you feel about Elon Musk buying Twitter? That's the big. That's the big question. Let's let's have that real discussion. I think I think if he can bring more free speech onto Twitter, it's a positive thing. But I just think that so many people think that he's going to. He's like gonna save us all. I, I think that's a little short-sighted. Like it's almost like a QAnon. It is exactly. That's, dude, that's what <laughs> yeah. literally I was gonna say. It's yeah. QAnon. It's, it's QAnon part two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the same thing. I think that money could have been much better utilized investing in companies like Float, in Odyssey, in uh, Minds, and other free speech platforms. And it would have cost uh, ten, less than a t uh, probably a hundredth of the price. And because he's gonna piss, he's gotta rechange, you know, change up the team, the culture of the whole company, the yeah. platform itself. It's just, uh, I think, I think he has a challenge ahead of him. Well, I mean, honestly, he probably should have just ended world hunger. Yeah, he should have ended world hunger. You know, I mean, like, why does Bill Gates have to control all the food? You know, come on, Elon, step yeah, it up, dude. Right? Yeah, I, I think that um, him and Bill Gates should have just bought. Like, he should have just bought farmland with Bill Gates. That would have really, that would have been like a really progressive thing. You know, that that's what I think. You know, just buy the farmland. Why not? You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it is very QAnon. Like, I think. Honestly, um, do you think that every like mega billionaire is like literally on par with the World Economic Forum agenda to create this new world order, or do you think that there's like backlash between those some of those billionaires? And some uh, of you know, I are don't not know. down. Or some of them are just like, listen, man, I just want to grow my brand and make money, and that's it. Right. Like it's interesting to see Peter Thiel because Peter Peter Thiel he donated to Ron Paul. I think in both elections, 2008 and 2012, but he is part of the Bilderberg Group and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. So there is questions like whether he's like an inside man. He's trying to. And I get that strategy. Like, I understand that. I didn't know that Peter Thiel yeah. donated to Ron Paul. Yeah, he did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just don't like lying and liars. So I just, I prefer to be open and honest and transparent and just try to get the message out there without trying to, kind of, you know, trick people. And that's what politicians do all the time. So I think, uh, you know, we represent kind of the opposite of that. No, I, I agree. But I, just, I, I also do think it's very dangerous that, <coughs> you know, my, my problem with the conservative movement is that it's very much like, and it's getting better actually, but I, but especially during Trump's presidency, it was a very like passive movement. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, it's almost like, I have to go take care of something. No, you go do that. Yeah. It's almost like, um, my idea of being conservative is to either a like 
rant and get angry and yell on Facebook and Twitter or be like, you know, take a picture um, with my AR-15 eating brisket watching football so you can know how conservative I am, right? <laughs> like, like, and I think that ultimately... Um, Don't forget your cops for Trump hat. Yeah, and we got to wear that. You got to wear your back the blue. You need your back the blue. You need your little back the blue sticker on your vehicle and all that stuff. Right? Um, <laughs> he just lost his subscriber. Yeah. Man. Uh, and I think that, that that's like dangerous because ultimately, like, the whole pur purpose of being conservative is like you gotta have control over your own destiny. And then when you rely on like mythical creatures to like save you or save free speech, it's the opposite of like being representative. I, I guess that's. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I just have a hard time with the whole conservative liberal. Well, they're progressing they're to the new world right. order. Yeah, I know. Well, here's, so, here's my question. I mean, everyone's been so trying to virtue signal for so long in order for people to trust them. Well, Elon just picked up all the trust in the universe, and he's about to implant chips. Like, what do you do with that? Right. I'm not saying uh, that that makes him therefore bad. Yeah. But it, it's not a good mixture. Well, yeah. I think that the Neuralink stuff, I don't know anything. I don't know too much about Neuralink. But it's not like they're forcing you to use Neuralink to go, like, have a job and do X, Y, Z. It's probably just him, like, creating a product and wanting you to pay money to use the product if you see value in it. But I don't yeah. think, like, it's going to be a thing where you have to use Neuralink to do X, Y, Z or to, like, to use goods and services. It's probably going to be a service. It's probably going to just be something that you can use if you want to use it. So that, well, that's, so I'm, like, agnostic when it comes to technology. All technology can be used for good or evil, so... Uh, like, you know, when it comes to Neuralink, it's actually like, it could be, you know, game changing as far as uh, paraplegics or other people that are experiencing mental issues or brain issues uh, to be able to move your limbs or whatever, or even, even this whole idea of like plugging into the Matrix metaverse. It's like, well, it sounds actually kind of cool. It just depends on who owns that technology and if you can basically audit the code of that technology. And, and, and what the technology is used can, for. Yeah, and if you can opt in or out of that. So that's what I think is the most important. Yeah. The ability to opt in and out of uh, relationships and giving other people that, yeah. that ability as well. Like having Neuralink is not bad. Forcing people to use, to, right. to get implanted with a chip to function in society or um, blacklisting them from being part of day-to-day -day life because they don't want to use the technology is a problem. But if, if something is there, like there are good causes like there are there are good causes to that stuff and like there's even positives to the metaverse right right and and people will shit on me and get mad at me for saying that but like listen man a lot of jobs are going to get automated right there's going to be a lot of, of fields there's going to be a lot of industries that are just not going to exist because of like the environment because of outsourcing because of advancements in technology like that is a fact right and so having a metaverse creates a new economy for people that might not be able to like have a job or sustain themselves so all of a sudden now like Oh, you just got a whole squad of people that are going to get paid in Ethereum or some other um, decentralized token as a result of this new technology that's being, that's being utilized. Or like, hey man, companies can take business trips in the metaverse, and this stuff will happen, and they're going to ha and they're going to use different NFTs, are going to use different things to like fund those fund those trips. So like, you know, you're definitely going to see employability, and you're going to have to you're going to need somebody to like manage the hotel in the metaverse you're gonna need somebody to like do all the stuff in the, to manage like the, the space or whatever in that in that metaverse so you could like it could be if you balance it it could be used to like help facilitate jobs and build up economies and create a situation where you're not having to be dependent on a government giving you ubi through a central bank wallet you know where you can only eat meat once a year and you better not criticize that when you have to take all your vaccines like something like a metaverse could actually um preserve your freedoms 
um, in the face of automation. Yeah. So I, it could I, be good. I, I again, I think it's who who controls that technology. And yeah. And like with Flow, what we're doing, I mean, we're even uh, developing with the side team uh, our own type of metaverse. But it's not like Zuckerberg is going to be the only person who has a metaverse, right. right? Like there could be a million. It is it is an idea that that's a, being a piloted. Metaverse is a video being, game yeah. right now. Anyway, it's like second life. It's not that big of a deal. But where there where big tech is taking, where government wants to take it, is a matrix command control type of metaverse. And so we need to create alternative uh, solutions to the, the problems that they're creating. And so it doesn't matter. Again, I just think it's who controls the technology, who's creating it. And I think that's what really Flow represents is yeah. like people that you can put your. your and I don't even on. think that it, that there it's that like horrible of a thing to have like a centralized metaverse or a centralized um, control grid. But you got to give people an option to like opt out of it if they don't want to be a part of it. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? Because there are some people, like not everybody wants to do this. Like not everybody wants to be independent. Not everybody wants to be autonomous. Like there are people that genuinely just want structure and just want to be told what to do. And they want to go about their routine. And if they don't have their routine, they mentally will freak out and have panic attacks and have all this stuff happen to them, right? Um, and if everybody just said, oh, everything's totally free, you're just gonna create anarchy and chaos and it will lead to like real authoritarianism. Like you don't want that, right? Well, I think, yeah, I don't know. Does that make, like, I, th I mean, maybe I'm not phrasing it right. Yeah. But, like, well, I think like our whole goal is just like to be able to create, like it was like with our communities, our family, everything, is just be able to provide tools or support for people to basically be your own king, be your own queen, be able to control whatever you do want to control in your world, in your reality. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's what real freedom is all about. No, I agree. I, I, I fully like 1000% agree with you. And I think that the more you create, the more you build, the more you grow, the more you facilitate freedom because people have a choice. And when I think, I think that um, government money is going to be in like 30 years, government money will be like the equivalent of like taking government transportation. Yeah, right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It'll be like, like some people are going to like, it'll be like, like, look, you don't have to take a city bus. You know, only certain people take the city bus, right? Yeah. Only certain people go to government schools. Only certain people use government libraries. Only certain people do that, right? And in 30 years, it's going to be, you know, only some people use government money. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. and, and I think government money, they're going to try to make it programmable, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, a lot, there are going to be so many avenues where people will just opt out of it and say, you know, I'm just not using that. I'm just not going to use that. Like, all right, fine. You want me to use government money for basic transactions and taxes and XYZ? Cool. But the spending money I get is not going to be government money. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I'm doing a service like this, I'm not taking a set. You're not sending well, me. You're not sending me government money. You're sending me Bitcoin. Who, yeah. Who the yeah. hell wants to accept it? When, especially when they roll out CBDCs, where they're able to control every transaction, see through every transaction, they're able to stop transactions. It's crazy. So yeah, I, I like that though analogy or metaphor or whatever it is of, of the, the government transportation. I think that's interesting. It's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna. It, it really will be. People are very short-sighted. I was listening to like a little bit about walking away and ramping off and stuff. And too many people, when they figure out things, they get defeated and they they get hopeless and they just yeah, say, oh, what's the, yeah, what's the point, man? I'm gonna go sit in my computer posting memes and going on 4chan. <laughs> yeah. Look at how woke I am, yeah. right? But I'm like, no, dude, you get. You, like just because somebody wants to do something and just because they're powerful doesn't mean that they will actually do it right yeah. and so i think um you know i've listened to alex jones for a minute right and a lot of what alex jones says is wrong okay and, and wrong. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there's stuff that he gets right about and the stuff yeah. he gets right is very glaring yeah but if you like look at whatever he says probably about 80 percent, give or take maybe maybe more maybe less but i i, I guarantee you a significant amount of stuff that alex jones says It's not uh, me talking shit about him at all, right? But the reason I'm saying this is because 
um, when you get first dibs on like government documents, when you get first dibs on um, agendas and, and plans and white papers and blueprints, um, most of what happens in those white papers and blueprints does not work out because of human error. And so you're predicting things that are going to happen before they happen without accounting for human error having taken place. Yeah. Does that, that, does that make sense? Well, yeah, but I'd say that eventually, yeah. You know, we all know the agenda, and the agenda's going to be launching in that in their yeah. way. And, you know, so he's right about the greater agenda. He's right about, like, the, the greater direction of where things are headed. But he's also said that, like, we're going to have black helicopters everywhere tonight. And he also said, like, oh, um... He also said Biden's going to lock down the country. Well, you know, he also said stuff like that that never happened. Right. Well, it's also um, up to, like, people like us to fight back and put, basically, sticks in their in their spokes to make sure that they, you know, they trip a couple right. times. Right, exactly. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Market. Yeah, and he also said that, like, you're going to have human-animal hybrids running rampant around this time frame in 2012. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that hasn't... Coming. And that, But it hasn't happened yeah, yet, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Timing's always hard. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like... That don't wind up being true, and and um, the more he grows, and more people listen to him, the more he's going to be wrong on his predictions. And the reason being is because when people are awake to what's happening, it's a lot harder for pe those people to implement their agenda. If that makes if that makes sense, yeah. right? So like the, the the more the more you grow an audience, the more you grow a platform, the more you have influence, the more likely you are actually going to be the more your stuff will be proven false because you'll have a greater army of people who will actively be fighting, making it that much harder to. Implement. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like that—that's that, my take on it, right? Yeah. Like. Hey, King's Man. Hey, man. His wife was here too. She's great. Uh, but yeah. Thank you. This is a blast. Yo, join Float.